0: Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, gorgeous, very hardworking... Sherman Brothers wife, loving wife and co-host, Michelle. (laughs) Well, definitely love the Sherman Brothers. And thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. All those things are correct. (laughs) All those things are true. (laughs) So happy to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, October 29th, 2023. A very happy Halloween week to yes. everybody out there. Ooh, hope you're having a hauntingly good time. A hauntingly good time, but a safe and fun good time right. as well. Staying away from those spooks and specters. Yes. Or maybe embracing them. Whatever you want. <laughs> right. It's it, whatever you like. It's all good. It's all good. Um, hard to believe. Uh, I, we say this at the end of every month, but. It's through October already. Right. There's I know. only a little over two months left in the year. Yeah. How Phew. did that happen? I don't know. How honey. does time pass like this? I don't understand <laughs> it at all. Miss minutes. Miss no. She's, She's talking about scary things. Yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. Terrifying. What's not terrifying is our appreciation for you joining us today. In the future, you'll find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website,
1: com. And while you're there... We hope you sign up for our, our newsletter. And I appreciate that uh, Tom's gotten back into the swing with me here. Yep, so. we're, we're teaming up on yes. the newsletter. It's still all full of
0: Michelle-ness.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: but know. now <laughs> there's a little bit, a smidge yeah. of me back in there. Uh, so, you know. It's all fun. It's it all good. That.
1: It needed that. No, so. it didn't.
0: It really didn't. It didn't. <laughs> but I'm happy to help out in any way I can. Uh, also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter X. Everybody at Hyperion calls it X Podcast.
1: Now. What's that? I think everybody calls it X. now. No, nobody
0: calls it X. I've nobody
1: I've calls heard it, it X multiple times because
0: nobody knows what X is. <laughs> everybody knows what Twitter is. Nobody knows what X is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, whatever you think of it, that's where we are (laughs) at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. You want to find us there? We are at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, we love hearing from you in all of those avenues and The interaction is always just wonderful, and we love celebrating with you.
0: Yep, that is what it's all about. We want this to be very interactive. We love our community. We love you. We want to be part of your life. We want to have a lot of fun with you, and we want to celebrate your life. So however you are going through your Hyperion adventure out there in any of these ways, share them with us. Who knows? We'll at least congratulate you. We may even bring you on the show. That's true. That's true. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we get into this week's show, you know we like to take a look at the week that was because we are the Disney podcast of positivity. We like to focus on those positive moments from every single week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful. All things great. Hmm. fantastic (laughs) you're about to hear it she has the very best list i think you're about to hear a smidge of this too she also does the very best research (laughs) one thing is for certain she also has
1: the very best thing from this week michelle what was your favorite thing from this week well my favorite thing from this week you know the weather in florida here is you know we started especially towards the end of the week getting a little relief from the heat Mm -hmm. and having some milder temperatures. I wouldn't say cold or cool, but just milder, which is good and makes you feel like autumn is is approaching or is here. Uh, And then yesterday, you created a delicious pot roast dinner that Really, kind of cinched that feeling of autumn, and, and I loved it. And I appreciate that you went to all that work, it was wonderful and uh, yeah,
0: made me feel happy. That's good. Autumn, a little bit different here in Florida than maybe much of the rest of the country, <laughs> right. it's gonna hit like 86 today, uh, you know. But yes, it, it is a little bit cooler in the mornings. It's a little bit nicer. And that's why I thought. Yeah, you know, it's kind of time to get that comfort food out. Yeah, pot roast would be nice. And so so, that was perfect. Put it in the slow cooker all day. And it was it was good for last night. Yeah, a couple more meals yet to come. So that was fun. Yes. Thank you. What about Uh, you? uh, Mine kind of has to deal with autumn too. And that is because the weather has been cooler. One thing that my wonderful wife Michelle did (laughs) is she happened to go by one of our favorite stores and purchase a brand new outdoor patio oh, yeah. set that we <laughs> set up yesterday and we were sitting out on it this morning with right. sipping some coffee i was putting together my notes for the podcast it's a wonderful it's just a couple chairs and a nice in a nice little table in between them yeah. and it's, it's, they're like little reclining chairs and they were just very comfortable and it was just nice sitting out in a cooler morning right. relatively speaking and just enjoying our, our the outdoors
1: of our home. Yeah, that's true. I enjoyed that too, and yeah, I'm glad you you like the, the the patio furniture that we ended yeah, up getting. It was a nice little
0: area to just sit there and put together podcast notes. And that's true for yeah. sure. Um, also, like I don't like to focus on Disney Plus every week and or this series every week, but this week's episode of Loki was a wow, <laughs> crazy episode. Totally. Um, I. Again, that, that series continues to be one of my favorite things, one of my favorite, definitely Marvel series, but right. one of my favorite series on Disney Plus for sure.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not that predictable of what's going to happen. And you're, like you said, it was a wow. I still don't
2: know exactly what's going to happen when we get I to know. next week's episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's definitely uh, taking turns when you're not expecting it. Right. So pretty cool. Pretty yeah. exciting. Very good. So
0: happy that that show's back and enjoying that show. Both of us are. Yeah. Can't wait for the next episode for sure. Now on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including we learned all the exciting destinations. Disney Cruise Line will be visiting in early 2025. We'll go through Mm -hmm. that with you because there may be some sailings that are of interest to you. I know there's some that are of interest to us. Yes. Over at Disneyland, a classic walkthrough atta- attraction is getting set to reopen. We'll tell you when that is and what's going on with it. And across the country on the East Coast, some guest favorite di- uh, guest favorite ticketed events are set to return. We'll tell you about that as well. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our very musical main topic of the week. <laughs> Yes, for this week's main topic, in true Halloween timing fashion, we decided <laughs> to go completely away from a Halloween theme. We've done that over a few years. Right. We are still focusing on Once Upon a Studio and how much we love that. And the fact that Richard Sherman made a little guest appearance during that one little super sentimental moment. Right. And it made us think about the sherman brothers and how much we love some of their music Mm -hmm. and we've brought up many times some of the more popular songs some of the ones everybody knows right yes so this week we thought you know what let's look at some of those maybe somewhat hidden gems now some of these may be songs you know very well but we kind of feel that they're a little bit underrated maybe they should get more play maybe they should be known a little bit more so we're gonna do countdown our five favorite underrated Sherman Brothers songs, right, Michelle?
1: That's right, yes. Um, First of all, personally, it was kind of a little tough to know what is underrated, what does that mean, you know, because even songs that don't get a lot of love are still great and maybe people don't feel they're underrated. Um, I think one of the treasures I found this week, I totally forgot about it, is because, let me first explain. I love coffee table books, especially Disney ones, and I had forgotten that I actually had the autobiography by the Sherman Brothers um, in a coffee table book, and it's, it's a really cool book. It, it, they, the format they did is almost like a uh, scrapbook, so there's a lot of pictures, and uh, they even included some uh, of the animators' renderings of situations, because their office at the burbank studios was adjacent to an animator uh from the what was it the mickey mouse club show mm-hmm. and um every once in a while they said he would draw something when he overheard you know like maybe conversations they had with walt or amongst themselves and did it in caricature and slid it under the door to them so some of that fantastic artwork is also included in this book but yeah it was it was cool to find that and uh, I actually found a couple little little stories to share about some of these songs what's the name of that book in case anybody wants to look for it again it's called Walt's time from before to beyond and the other thing that was really cool is that the book plate is autographed by Richard Mm. Yes. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: um we were blessed at uh, Destin not destination but D23 Expo. I want to say it was 2017 when we got to see Richard Sherman play for us. They, right. He was up on stage uh, doing some songs. He had uh, somebody in, well, with him singing the right. songs and it was um it was a real treat yes. to be able to see um such a classic Disney legend perform. Right, it right. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was that it's one of those once in a lifetime yeah, yeah, opportunities. For yeah. sure. So,
0: yeah. So we were thinking about this. And yeah, again, th- this is all subjective. A song we may bring up, you may think it's totally like, it, it, how can you call that underrated it's a classic right. It's you know and that's fine um it's just all what we kind of feel and again these are some of our favorites and a couple of these i think aren't even disney songs uh officially right are, yeah you know, in the disneyish style because right. the sherman brothers i mean basically molded the disney style of music yes. throughout the 50s and 60s right, mostly right. the 60s especially and into the 70s even um so you know so even though if they're not Disney officially, it kind of has that feel to right. them. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see go through this list for sure. Now, you also found a little gem, yeah. I think, on YouTube that was done by uh, D23 that they right. put out there that uh, had Richard Sherman in Walt's office talking a little bit. Right, Michelle?
1: Right. Yeah. It was... I- unexpected to to find this little, uh, like you said, little gem uh, of a video by D23 put out. It looked like there was uh, some type of a ceremony uh, there. Richard Sherman was at the piano talking and uh, Dick Van Dyke was sitting there as well as some other people and some guests. And I just thought, wow, this is this kind of really is a great intro or summary of the Sherman brothers for our episode. Yeah,
0: I think what this was was actually a get-together for um, the Mark, I think it was probably, well, it was the 50 years since Walt had passed. Mm. And so they were in the reconstructed, you know, re-put-together Walt's Walt's, office. Right, right. And Richard Sherman was performing there. So it was really, really interesting. Let's play
3: that for you. I remembered 50 years ago, we had a nickname for this joint. We called it the Whimsy Works. Because, you know, we wrote about things like flubber, and we wrote about things like flying nannies, flying out of the air. We did crazy, whimsical things like that. We did stuffed teddy bears. We wrote music for them. So I said, well, maybe I should call it The Whimsy Works. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about writing this little song called The Whimsy Works. In Burbank, California, circa 1965, The monarch of a magical kingdom kept beautiful dreams alive. In a cynical, skeptical world, his banner was ever unfurled. At the corner of Toby Drive and Mickey Avenue, there's a whimsy works where fairy tales and happy dreams come true. Inconceivables, impossibles were possible to do at the whimsy works on Dopey Drive and Mickey Avenue. The man who ran the whimsy works was an extraordinary guy.
0: What a touching little tribute to Walt there by Richard Sherman. Right.
1: Know. I mean, you could tell when he wrote that, he just wore his heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things, or several of the, the themes I heard in that song, they included in their autobiography. And one, first of all, was their respect for Walt mm-hmm. and, and how much they really admired his input and how he made them better. Like, mm-hmm. they would come up with an idea in a song and, and Walt you know, would have feedback for them that, like that he said in that song, made them be better, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you could hear a little bit in there about his, his voice cracking, even when he was, you know, just prior to that intro that we played, he, he was telling a little bit more about the story and, and he was getting choked up. You know, 50 years later, he still has that admiration and love for Walt. And so you can see how, Impressionable, Walt was in a, in, a, in a positive driving force.
0: I think mm-hmm. you even heard that, or um, we got the chance to hear that. I, I I really hope at some point they release this, whether it be an extra on Disney Plus or you know something from mm-hmm. Once Upon a Studio. When we got to see a Destination D twenty three, where they talked with Richard Sherman right. um, when he recorded that piece of uh, feed the birds right. for that episode or for that uh, short, um, and how. You know, and then they recorded it on a Friday, which was always—it's the story. You right. know it. I'm sure you know it. If you haven't heard it, um, that they would meet at the end of the day up at Walt's office, Richard Robert Sherman, right. um, with Walt, and you know they would talk. And then at the end of the day, he, and and Walt would just ask them to play it, you right. know, play that bird song, and he, they would play, feed the birds Friday afternoons, right. for, you know, at the end of the week in yes. the office, and so all so touching and. You know, again, I'm, we're not going to talk about Once Upon a Studio every week. I swear, <laughs> but I can't help but talk. You know, focus back on that moment and how touching that part is. Right? Yeah. Hit every chord.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, that that was really really cool. And you know, one of the things he brings out is that Walt understood the the lyrics of that song so much that it's so easy just to give a. It d- doesn't take much to give love, and their perspective is that Walt was doing that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know that he was always giving love, and uh, you know I think they kind of associated it as a theme song for him. Is is how I I took that. But, yeah, I think
0: all of Disney does. Yeah, the
1: reason why that that was played at that
0: moment right. within that short sure, for right, sure. Right. I think that's basically is.
1: Waltz theme song. Essentially. Right, right. But we hope you like that little piece there. That was amazing. I'm yeah. glad you found that. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, again, really encompassing a lot of great themes Related to that time in the company's history. And again, credit
0: to D23 for uh, having that and posting right. that out there. Yes. You can find that on YouTube if you want to take a look for it, because right. uh, it a, is a video on right. YouTube um, where he's there in the office playing with a bunch of luminaries, uh, including, like you said, Dick Van Dyke right. is right there by them. Um, very, very cool. So let's go ahead and get to our lists now. You know, we're going to talk about again all what you feel is underrated, but we're going to go through what we've considered our five favorite underrated Sherman brothers songs. And when we do these lists, well, we always start with Michelle and I guarantee it. Her list is going to be so much better. It always (laughs) is, but this week is gonna be so much better than mine because she's going to delve into these interesting, heartfelt songs Mm -hmm. and have so much more involved in them. Me. It's going to be like, Oh, it's fun.
1: (laughs) it's witty. We it's like
0: enjoyable. that. <laughs> it's going to be so shallow. Hers are going to be deep. Mine are going to be shallow, but hopefully you will you will have some lists that you enjoy just the same. So Michelle, go ahead and get us started off. What is your number five favorite underrated Sherman Brothers song?
1: Okay, so funny that you lead up to that because my number five actually is just a, a bouncy, cute little song. Um, and it comes from the Aristocats, Scales and Arpeggios.
2: <laughs> it's a cute song. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is, and this is one of the ones that I thought: is this really underrated? I mean, it, it's such a fabulous song that people, you know, I, I would think most people have heard before. Um, but it's cute. It's a cute little scene in the in the film, uh, and I also felt like it really captures. It's focusing on a piano, and when you think of the Sherman Brothers and and them, how they. They highlighted their films or created, the, excuse me, created their songs. It was always on piano, so I just kind of thought that would be kind of a nice kickoff in my yeah. my list of did I did I do five or did I do more than five? Because mm-hmm. I did tell you it was tough. We'll see. So yes, as as much as you uh, gave great accolades to what my list should be, and uh, I think that was a little bit light. But let's look at your
0: okay. number five. You think that's a little bit light? <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to my number five and it features a famous, probably the most famous Mouseketeer. You thought yours was light? <laughs> uh, I have Annette Finicello singing, of right. course, Pineapple Princess. And, uh, you know, it's total its total Polynesian-style kitsch.
2: <laughs> right? And I love it. It's so
0: kitschy <laughs> that I think it's hilarious and fun. And if you go to the Poly, you'll see the album there. It's right. like if you're going in between, um, you know, by kind of, like if you're heading towards Captain Cook's down right. that around, they, they have that posted there. Um, it's just fantastic and it's totally it's to, the, the lyricism and all the, the you know the kind of the, the, the lyrics in there are just they're very Sherman brothers right. and a lot of the stuff that they put in there but it's just it's just good fun just a good time
1: oh for sure and, and really that's how the Sherman brothers kind of started uh working I mean they were doing a lot of songs for Annette and I think that's how Walt finally got to really know who they were and and invited them in for uh to to work on a film, but yeah, I love it, and I and that Pinocchio, like yeah, said, classic.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I mean, probably, almost definitely the most famous of the classic Musketeers, right, of course, right, and that. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So okay, so that's my number five. Get back to the realist, the realist <laughs> that has some depth to it. Let's get to Michelle's number four favorite underrated Sherman Brothers
1: song. All right, so my four. was going to be Magic Journeys uh, from Epcot. And, um, you know, I know we've talked about that one in the past. I think we've played it for something in the past. Uh, But as I was doing my research, uh, and again, this gem of a book that I found too, I I found that they did songs for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm Mm-hmm which I think I always thought was a Disney film. It
0: has a Disney feel oh to my it. And that's a, specifically one of the things I was talking about earlier when right. you think of like this, has a, this feels very Disney, but it's not technically.
1: Right, right. And so I, I saw in their book that they, they wrote for this, which I knew, but uh, a song called Hushabye Mountain that is sung by Dick Van Dyke that I was unaware of till I saw, heard the song.
4: A gentle breeze from Hushaby mountain softly blows o'er lullaby bay. It fills the sails of boats that are waiting, waiting to sail your worries away. So
1: in seeing this scene, it really much has the the look and feel of the scene in Mary Poppins where she's trying to get the bank's children to sleep. And this is Dick Van Dyke uh, getting, uh, again, a boy and a girl to try to go to sleep. Um, There's this concern for a shortage of money. And they were trying to offer some of their toys to him as he could use, he could sell those. And it was just really touching. And and this was his way of trying to tell them, you know, go to sleep. Don't worry about it. You know, go to dreamland and let your troubles go away and and don't worry about it. But it was such a moving scene. You know, granted, I took it out of context from the whole film. But, you know, Dick Van Dyke just did an amazing uh part in this film and i just i i loved everything about it
0: is it possible for dick van dyke to be underrated (laughs) i mean really i mean we love him he's a disney legend he's a a hollywood legend but i mean you hear him sing and it's so wonderful and you see him dance and he's amazing his physical comedy his acting chops Outside of maybe the English accent <laughs> are spectacular. I mean the guy oh, God, is so amazing so phenomenal and yes, um, I, I was recording this to get this ready for the episode, I got to watch that scene and it 's yeah. It's touching. It's right? really touching and sweet and such a wonderful little lullaby. Um, it's really, really nice.
1: Right. I, I mean, I don't know if I ever saw the film Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I mean, I know that... Really? We have to watch it. I, I know. I think I might have maybe I as a I haven't seen kid. it in a long time, but we have to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, and I, if you'd ask me, I didn't really think about any other songs in the film other than the, the title theme of that. And uh, so... I, I just thought, wow, this is very cool and, and interesting to um, hear this song and, and, and see the parallel that it had to Mary Poppins, too. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But since that wasn't a Disney film, I thought, well, I better have a 4A that is from a Disney film. And this one, uh, to me, it could be a replacement in any Cinderella song, excuse me, Cinderella film. The, where Cinderella and the Prince are enjoying a waltz together uh, at the ball. And it is from The Happiest Millionaire, Are We Dancing?
4: Are we dancing? Are we really here? Is this feeling something real? Or will it disappear? Mm See
1: I mean, that's just such a great waltz song mm-hmm. um, and just very fairy tale sounding to me. And like I said, I, I could take that song and, and put it in any version of Cinderella that has ever been put out there and it would fit perfectly. And it, I just thought they captured that fairy tale essence
0: hundred um, percent. John Davidson singing mm-hmm. there in that part of it. Mm-hmm. He didn't hear it, but also Leslie Ann Warren right. uh, is the one who's with him. And you right. hear her sing that later on in the song Who as well. Who played
1: Cinderella for mm. Rodgers and
0: Hammerstein. There you go. So very much There another tie into Cinderella. Yes. So yeah, a wonderful little song for right, sure. Right, right. Nice, nice choice. So, nice choice.
1: That's, and that's the only reason why I had two for my four. I like it. That's the only That's reason. That's the only reason. That's it. That's the only reason. What about you? So you're number four, right? My
0: number four, this will be a very much an arguable, I think a lot of my list will be arguable, whether or not they're underrated or not. But I think this is, because I think people forget sometimes uh, the reach of the Sherman Brothers mm-hmm. and some of the songs that they've wrote that they just take for granted, like this is such a great song, we have no idea where they came from. But this is a song that I mean, it basically lays out everything that's to come even to now when there are still films and television series and everything, books, whatever, being
4: created. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Cubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Willy nilly silly old bear
2: Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Like
0: I said, everybody knows that song. Right, that's true. But does everybody remember that the Sherman Brothers wrote that song? And so many of the songs from... The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Right. Um, that's why I, it's kind of underrated to me that I think people forget that. But it's like that whole song. And again, I only had the, the mostly the main part of that mm-hmm. song. But there's, you know, I mean, it lays out the entire... Right. story, group, line. you know, yeah, of like, right. you know, oh, they're all Christopher Robin's toys and they're all in the Hundred Acre Woods right. and all of the different characters involved in it. I mean, yes, that's the hook, but it's such a great song from beginning to end.
1: Right. No, it's totally cool. And um, when the Disney Channel decided to have a, a, a series for kids about Winnie the Pooh, they brought the Sherman Brothers back. The company brought the Sherman Brothers back to write for that series Mm -hmm. as well. So that was kind of cool that their legacy kind of returned with that character. For sure. For sure. So that's why it's my number
0: four again. Is it underrated? Not the song in general, but I think the fact that the Sherman Brothers did it, I think is underrated. And that's why it needed to be brought up.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you did, because that kind of was on my radar as well to include it. But that was the thing that I thought, oh, well, it's not an underrated song. So I'm glad you included it, Mm because I think it was worthy for this cool.
0: Yeah. So that's my number four. Let's get back to the real list, though. Let's get to Michelle's number three favorite underrated Sherman Brothers song.
1: Okay, so this one, yeah, I think definitely falls under the underrated. I don't think a lot of people know this song. It comes from uh, In Search of the Castaways called Enjoy
4: It. Why cry about bad weather? Enjoy it. Each moment is a treasure, enjoy it. We are travelers on life's highway, enjoy the trip. Each lovely twist and by each bump and dip. If there's a complication, enjoy it. You've got imagination, employ it.
5: Then you'll see roses in the snow. Joie de Ville will make them grow.
4: Voila, that's life. Enjoy it.
0: I know why this is on your list, and I'm going to go with two words. For yeah.
1: Maurice Chevalier. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. That is why this is on your list.
1: <laughs> He's definitely one of the reasons, for sure, for sure. But, you know, um, speaking of him, he actually is quoted to have really appreciated this song. He, 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 he wrote, in my new movie for Walt Disney, In Search of the Castaways, I sing a song titled Enjoy It. The simple ditty written by two young and talented songwriters, Bob and Dick Sherman, is a wonderful philosophy of life. It has always been my philosophy, and the song has come to mean as much to me as the expression tune from Gigi's, I'm glad I'm not young anymore. Um, for me, I want to, I strive to live by this philosophy. I get derailed at times, I'll admit, but I just love that idea. Like life, you only get one opportunity at it and try to make the best of everything. And so I I just really love that and love the lyrics of that song. Um, The film was based on a Jules Verne novel. And the Sherman Brothers, one, they said they were super excited. Maurice going to be singing one of their songs. And he said the way that they even found out they were going to get this gig is that Walt called them in and said, hey, do you want to write a song for Maurice Chevalier to sing? Here's the script. Find spots and let me know what you want to do. And they, they just were so impressed that Walt gave them that kind of freedom. Even though he was going to make sure he was Giving input whether he liked songs or not, they just felt that that was such a cool way to work. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. Um, t- definitely a song that fits in with our show, with our positivity uh, theme of this right. show. Um, enjoy it. It's, uh, yeah, I agree with you; it's kind of a good way to kind of look through life. You, you know, don't don't look for the negatives; look for the positives. Right. For ways right. to enjoy things, rather than ways to be annoyed by things or whatever. It's just a a, a better way to kind of look through life. But yeah, one thing you got to know about Michelle is if you want to entrance her, (laughs) a French accent (laughs) will lure her in every time and you're not going to get much more French than Maurice Chevalier. I I know,
1: I know. Amazing, amazing actor. And uh, yeah, yeah. very cool. Ah, very good. I like that. I like Thank that song, you. Sure. So I think we're at your number three, right? My number
0: three is just a fun earworm of a song. And it also is from... A- movie that we talked about already that isn't technically a Disney movie but has very much a Disney feel and I think you also get this from this song
3: When hunting on the beautiful Thames you use a sturdy pole To protect their fair complexions ladies use a parasol. It's useful in the underbrush to have a heavy spear But what we do with an old bamboo makes everybody cheer Oh one, two, three, four, Me old bamboo, me old bamboo You better never bother with me old bamboo You can have me hack on me the shoe but you better never bother with me old bamboo a flyer in the aeroplane he steers it with a stick and a collier in the pits of whales he leans upon his pick now every wheel of an automobile revolves around a shaft, but what we do with an old bamboo makes everyone go top one two me old bamboo me old bamboo you better never bother with me old bamboo you can have the hat to me back for shoot but you better never bother with me old bamboo <laughs>
0: So again, just a fun kind of patter song, you know, that has a a lot of fun twists and turns of the lyrics and is definitely an earworm that would get, you know, if you listen to that, get stuck in your head. It's also, it, you know, it, this is from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke out there dancing with a group of people. It's very much, you know, like straight out of Mary Poppins. Right. It's that great dance number that is in the middle of this film.
1: Yeah, I think they definitely channeled Mary Poppins when mm-hmm. they were writing songs for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And yeah, I thought you were going to play the title song because that's also an earworm. But yeah, yeah. Well, that one is too. <laughs> yes, there's so many actually from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that could be
0: that way. But um, I just got, I got, I, I think because I was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, people more know, mm-hmm. maybe. This one is one I, I think is actually an underrated song because I don't think people know this song. Right, like, yeah. Like, what's that from? Where is yeah, that? I yeah, yeah, I know. I know. When Chitty you were Chitty playing that, I was
1: Bang wondering. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, the,
0: the, just a fun, another fun song that I kind of like. Again, totally on, totally on the surface, me. <laughs> Michelle, deep.
2: Me,
1: totally wow. on the surface. Um, one of the things I forgot to share at the beginning is, um, the Sherman brothers used to refer themselves as uh, Dick and Bob Sherman. And it was Walt who brought them aside and said, Robert and Richard sounds more dignified. And so they did decide to go with that whenever they, you know, published something Mm. Um, when they were in conversation with people, obviously they went with Dick and Bob, but that, you know, they took his advice and I think it was definitely, you know, we, we saw Walt do that with Ab works as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of cool. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool.
0: So that was my number three underrated Sherman Brothers song. Let's get back to the real list, though, and back to number two, Michelle's <laughs> number two favorite underrated Sherman Brothers song.
1: All right. So I actually do have a 2A and oh, 2B. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> um, they're from the same Movie, but you might not realize that. So, uh, my two way we'll talk about first is the age of not believing.
5: When you rush around in hopeless circles, searching everywhere for something true, you're at the age of not believing. When all the make-believe is through When you set aside your childhood heroes And your dreams are lost upon a shelf You're at the age of not believing And worst of all, you doubt yourself You're a castaway where no one hears you On a barren isle, in a lonely sea Where did all the happy endings go? Where can all the good times be? You must face the age of not believing Doubting everything you ever knew Until at last you start believing there's something wonderful in you
1: so this was from Bedknobs and Broomsticks which you can watch on Disney Plus uh, interestingly Walt purchased the rights to this to the Bedknobs and Broomsticks books um, just in case P.L. Travers didn't give the go-ahead for how Walt wanted to do Mary Poppins. So it was kind of like in the back pocket uh, of their studios. And And the Sherman Brothers did do some light work on this, but once they got the go-ahead for Mary Poppins, it was pretty much shelved and they just went all in for Mary Poppins. Um, and... Their thought was it was very much like Mary Poppins. Uh, they were brought back in 1969 to the studio. This again was after Walt had passed away, and they really using these lyrics for them was very personal because this was the first time they were working on this this uh, film without Walt mm-hmm. and without his input and his guidance. And they felt like it was really a tough time for them to, you know, that they were doubting themselves and things like that. And they knew they had to rely and believe in themselves to move forward with this work. So I thought it was kind of interesting that their lyrics were more self- Uh, you know, of their story of what they were going through at the time the film came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean, the the comparisons between Bedknobs and Broomsticks and Mary Poppins are inevitable. You you can't help but do that because they there are some similarities between them. And especially when you go with the Sherman Brothers writing the music and Mm -hmm. everything else. Um, But it is Bedknobs and Broomsticks is a wonderful film all on its own. Um, Is it Mary Poppins? No, it's not Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is nearly a perfect film. Um, But it is a great, great film, and it has really wonderful music. And that is one of my favorite songs. It was on my list for a while. I was hoping it would be on your list because they pushed it off just because I was thinking maybe this is too on the nose, like this is a song that's maybe too popular. But um, it's the perfect song in regards of... Of us Disney adults, yes, you know, or when you go through that time in your life, when you're transitioning from being a child into being an adult and, you know, um, maybe losing that whimsy that uh, Richard Sherman sang about earlier on, you know, and, you know, that age of not believing, not, you know having that magic in your life and remembering that it's okay that, you know, you can enjoy that kind of stuff.
1: Exactly. Or even as an adult, if you lose somebody dear to you that Mm -hmm. you felt was either a mentor or, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody close to you, how do you get back that childhoodness and Mm -hmm. and, and get back on your feet? Now it's interesting that you say it's not Mary Poppins. And so this was one of the things I found in their autobiography um, that, The film that was originally filmed had more to it. And in order for the Disney company to get it approved to be shown at certain locations, uh, there was a stipulation by those, those companies to say, okay, Disney, you have to cut that down to two hours. It was slightly over two hours. And the Sherman brothers feel it lost some of its heart because some of those things that were cut really were touching. And one of them was a song that Angela Lansbury sings that was removed from the film. And that is my two B step in the right directions.
5: right direction it's a step in the right direction after all after all it's a step in the right direction it's a step in the right direction after all when a baby spider tries to trap a fly oftentimes the silken thread will come awry though a tangled web is all that he can claim it's a step in the right direction all the same all the same, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, all the same. All the same, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, all the same. So,
1: although it that her singing that song was removed from the film, the me- melody is played in the film. Um, but it's it was interesting that This was kind of a message that we actually hear very similar in Frozen 2, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the next right thing. And uh, is that the next? Yes. Next right thing. Do the the next right thing. Well, it is the next right thing. Right. Um, So kind of in that same theme. um, But um, the other thing that the Sherman Brothers shared is the Disney Channel did bring back the entire film at one point and played it on the Disney Channel. I don't think that's the version that is on On Disney Disney Plus. plus. Um, But, uh, you know, I thought that was interesting that the the company did on the, I think it was the 25th anniversary or something like that. They recreated and put back. Although that piece of the film, they couldn't find. They couldn't find Angela Lansbury's, the film of her singing. that. They had the audio And they found some pictures, some stills, and they thought about putting that in the film, but they thought that would be kind of uh, an abrupt film to have live action, then pictures, and then live action. Um, But I've seen the the pictures, and it it is kind of cool that they they at least had that. And again, it was very much like Frozen 2. It's like something is, it's just the start of something that you have this plan for, and you got to make some some effort yeah, to get things going. go awry.
0: Don't keep letting them go awry. Right. Start, start just, making a step in right. the right direction right. and turning things around. And just like you said from Frozen 2, you know, the next right thing is just, you know, get up, do something. Right. Make a step towards being better if you yes. can. And it's, it's difficult. Again, mental right. health issues and depression and challenges we all have and yes. some much more significantly than others. It's never easy. But right. if you can... If you can make that step in the right direction, if you can do the next right thing, right, right, um, that's that's all pointing towards better things ahead. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So. Exactly. Good choice. Oh, thank you. Great choice. All right. So now we're at your number two. My I'm number two
0: again, arguably not an underrated song, probably the most well-known song from mm. this film. However, I think people forget that this film is a Disney film. We've already. Heard it, we forget that this was a great film, and you definitely forget maybe this song is just so much fun.
5: Fortulosity, lucky chances, fortuitous little happy happenstances. I keep smiling cause my philosophy is do your best and leave the rest to fortuity. My philosophy is do your best and leave the rest
0: to fortuosity it's uh, from the happiest millionaire of right. course fortuosity as you heard over and over in that song <laughs> but, and yes it's probably the most well-known song from that film but I feel like people have forgotten a lot that The Happiest Millionaire even existed but that song is so great and it's got so much positive energy Mm -hmm. in it It's, it's, it's throughout it and it's totally Sherman Brothers, a fun made-up word <laughs> like fortuosity. Right? I mean, it's just it's it shouts Sherman Brothers. Oh, for
1: sure, and it shouts a Disney company because yeah. that's what Disney does so well is is combine words or create words to mean things. And uh, yeah, no, I love it and love it is it is such a great song.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a so, lot of fun. A great film. It's a fun film, uh, fun song, and I I just. You know, it's the Sherman Brothers.
1: Yeah. It's the Sherman Brothers. Glad you included it,
2: honey.
0: So that's my number two. Back to the real list and back to the (laughs) big (laughs) part of the real list. Let's get to Michelle's number one favorite underrated Sherman Brothers song.
1: Okay, well, this one I feel really does hit the underrated Sherman Brothers, um, mainly because it's a film that I don't know a lot of people know of, and it's not on Disney Plus. Um, it's called the one and only genuine original family band, which is actually a film that was, um, you know, based on a f- real family. Uh, the other interesting thing on this film, little aside, is there was Kurt Russell in the cast, as well as Goldie Hawn. Mm-hmm and actually Goldie Hahn was um she was like a, a, a side dancer in this um, and so i think that was the first time they kind of really got to know each other but that was very early on they weren't they didn't solidify a relationship at that point but it was kind of cool that 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 they did that film together um, but it but it is a great great film uh, i somehow i remember being able to see that and, and liking it but the my number 1 favorite underrated Sherman Brothers song comes from that and there's two versions Oh boy <laughs> So let's listen to the version from the film. It's called Ten Feet Off the Ground
4: When the rhythm pounds and the harmony sounds and the melody rolls around Crash, that, not We're ten feet off the ground And, and when, when the, the rhythm, rhythm pounds, pounds and the harmony sounds, sounds and the melody, the melody rolls around, around. Right from the downbeat, we can be found, 10 feet off the ground.
2: When everybody
5: puts his heart in it, everybody plays a part in it.
2: That's how
3: music, magic is made.
5: Everybody's toes get happier, everybody's feeling happier. Lighter than air, I can share,
2: 10 feet off the ground, when the Don't
1: change, yo. He sent off the ground. So I love that song. I love the sentiment of it and everything, but it's not my favorite version of the song, because my favorite version of the song actually was done by an amazing artist, and the Sherman Brothers were super honored that he decided to take their song and put it on one of his albums. And that is the version by Louis Armstrong.
3: When the rhythm pounds and the harmony sounds And the melody rolls around Presto change, you ten feet off the ground When the rhythm pounds and the harmony sounds And the melody rolls around Right from the dawn we can be found Ten feet off the ground When everybody puts his heart in it, everybody plays a part in it, that's how music, magic is made. Everybody's toes get tappier, everybody's feeling happier, lighter than air, out of his chair, ten feet off the
2: ground.
1: So that is just an impressive, amazing version, and if you get to hear the whole version where he is playing his trumpet and everything, which he's so well known for, um, but it's just great, great music. And I'm glad for the Sherman Brothers that they they were able to appreciate that honor that he decided to record their song. Such a
0: <laughs> a distinct voice in Satchmo. Yes, there, I mean, right. you, you know, as soon as you hear him sing, you're like, oh, that's Louis Armstrong yeah, right yeah. there uh it's so great such a both versions are fantastic one for right. the film totally makes sense but that version right there like you said is amazing right and then yeah you just heard a little touch of it there at the end going into his horn and everything and right it just it's great it's yeah. classic louis armstrong yes, for sure yes. and sherman
1: brothers right right
0: all right so now we're up to your number one sweetie okay well my number one I, you're going to say, OK, how can anything from Mary Poppins, obviously the most well-known <laughs> Sherman Brothers film, scored film, possibly be underrated. But I'm going to tell you something about this song here is I think that this song is the crux. It's the turning point. It's not a song that gets played a lot when you're just going to hear Mary Poppins mm-hmm. songs. It's not. Mm-hmm. But it is arguably the most important song play. within that film. It's A Man Has Dreams.
4: You've got to grind, grind, grind at that grindstone, though childhood slips like sand through a sieve. And all too soon they've up and grown, and then they've flown. And it's too light for you to give. Just that spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. The medicine go down. Medicine go down. Well, goodbye, Governor. Sorry to interrupt you.
0: So that song, obviously, at that moment, is Dick Van Dyke mm-hmm. basically explaining to Mr. Banks, hey, you know what? Maybe you don't need to focus so much on your career. Maybe your family right. is important. Right. It's that moment that Mr. Banks realizes, I need to focus on my family. And it's explained by Dick Van Dyke at that moment, you know? And it's it's such an incredible song. It, I mean, I didn't even do the entire thing. It's like a four-minute song. I couldn't play the whole thing, you know, where Mr. Banks is basically explaining, like, how could this be? Playing and, 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 and Mary <laughs> like, Poppins. Right. And they're like, outrageous!
2: <laughs> uh, it's
0: it's such a fantastic song. And again, it's not one of those songs, and understandably why it doesn't get played a lot. right? But it is the turning point for Mr. Banks. That's right after that, Spoiler alert, Mary Poppins. <laughs> he goes back to the bank and realizes it all and turns it around and does all the silly stuff. Right. And then he realizes his family is much more important than this silly job. And that's, basically, you know, to, to quote the title of the movie, it saves Mr.
1: Banks. Right, right. No, for sure. I, I'm glad you included it. I wanted to, but I was thinking, well, Mary Poppins probably shouldn't, any songs from that film shouldn't be on this list. But I agree with you, especially in the, the concept of that film that is one of the most underrated songs in there. And you're right for the rationale that you gave. It, it's also very much Mary Poppins-esque that he's not telling him, Bert's not telling him, you're right. Um, or not telling him, look, you you need to be the father to these kids. He's more saying, yeah, you're right. You need to, you know, work hard. You need to do all these things and, and kind of on the opposite side. Right. And it's like a lullaby. Come, right, exactly.
0: And also a spoonful of sugar. It's, it's all of that. combined. Right, it's right. All the lessons Mary Poppins has taught. And Bert is explaining it to Mr. Banks. Right. And, you know, like he's so fed up with Mary Poppins, he needs somebody like Bert to explain it to
1: him. Right. And to let him come to the conclusion on his own, not to dictate to him or, you know, be somebody who's like, here's my opinion, you need to do this. It's it's more like, how can I guide this person to come to a realization, you know, and I just... Yeah, the way it's done. And again, Dick Van Dyke is fantastic and I think carries a lot of heart in that whole film.
0: If you ever want to hear more about us discussing that portion of the film and uh, the rest of Mary Poppins, we did an episode... Gosh, it was like in our first year. It was five years ago where we wow. had just screened Mary Poppins oh, yes. on the Disney lot. That's right. And we came to some realizations afterwards, yes. and so we needed to do an episode, kind of breaking down Mary Poppins. Right. Um, you, you should go check that episode out if you don't already know it. But um, that moment right there is such an impactful moment right. in that film. And what is well, like I said before is a nearly perfect film to me. Exactly. Um, that I it had to be my underrated number one.
1: Sherman Brothers song. Right. Nice. Very nice. good, honey. Nice. Love it. So, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. Um, one of them was uh, from the, the intro or, or theme song for The World of Color. Mm-hmm. It's called The World is a Carousel of Color mm-hmm. and for their weekly TV show. And um, they, they created that song. Walt asked them to create it when I guess the show started coming to TV in color. And apparently, Kodak really liked that, that they named their projector that did the little slide things mm-hmm. car- the carousel of color because they, they really liked that song. But, and it was also, interestingly, um, in that very first colorized uh, weekly show is when they introduced uh, Ludwig von Drake. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Classic uh, character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I kind of thought that was was a a cool, honorable mention. And there was, you know, I guess a lot of others that I didn't include there. Um, I did run across a really unique one (laughs) uh, in my research. From uh, taking information from their autobiography, they apparently were invited to write some songs for the Cabbage Patch, uh, TV show and they came cabbage up Cabbage Patch Kids? Yeah, Cabbage Patch Kids TV show and they actually came up with a, a Christmas album and this <laughs> there was one called Christmas hoop de doo
5: Christmas Day in the Cabbage Patch is a happy hoop doo
3: Yeah, I
0: thought my songs were going to be the most bubblegum song that we were going to hear today, but no, that's it. Wow. Right?
3: Wow, that is sugary.
1: I know, I know. I didn't know how to describe it, so I'll just say unique, but. <laughs> it is sugary. It, it is sugary, but it is funny that they were, you know, part of that series, I guess that was on TV. I don't even remember yeah. ever knowing about that. No. So, <laughs> But anyway, did you have some honorable mentions? I did. And I think that, you know, I mean, um, you know, there's
0: I don't think people realize this because Kenny Loggins sings it, but the Sherman Brothers wrote it, which was Your Heart Will Lead You Home from the Tigger movie. Oh, movement. yeah, you know, that's that right. That is, yeah. a, you know, a fantastic one. And I think it's underrated because because Kenny Loggins sings it, you think Kenny Loggins wrote it. And I'm
1: sure right. he did have some input, but right. it was the Sherman
0: Brothers who, who wrote that song. Interesting, so yeah, because
1: important. I think, I thought he did write some music yeah. for that, but that, interesting that he, mm-hmm. that the Sherman Brothers did that.
0: Yeah, um, you know, Making Memories, you know, some of the right. Park songs, the early Epcot Songs yeah. are great, and speaking of that, I mean we we can't go without playing this one.
4: Come on, everybody, let's we go. We all have sparks. Imagination,
3: that's how our minds create creations. <laughs> right at the start of everything that's new, one little spark lights up for you. Oh boy! Imagination, imagination. A dream can be a dream come true with just that spark <laughs> in me
0: and you. So, of course, one little spark yes. from the original journey of imagination, right, yeah. journey into imagination. Perfect song. Um, of course, Figment and the Dream Finder. There, right. just I couldn't put it on my list because I don't. I don't think it's
1: underrated. Right. It's. It's perfectly rated. It is such a wonderful song. <laughs> it is, it is. I, I like you said though. I think a lot of people forget that the mm-hmm. Sherman Brothers wrote that, and um, that was why originally Magic Journeys, which is from that mm-hmm. same pavilion, uh, was a three D film that they had in there that the Sherman Brothers wrote a song for as well. And yeah, it's cool hearing their things did make it into the parks for sure there's so many things they yes. did made it into the parks. oh yeah i mean obviously the again not underrated things like tiki room right. and it's a small world you know those are all gr- great songs and we just didn't feel at least i didn't feel like they were under no, those aren't underrated songs those yeah. so, everybody so, knows and yeah I mean,
0: maybe you didn't know maybe you didn't know the sherman brothers
1: wrote those right songs, but they right. did yeah they're, yeah they're, they're all great exactly sure. so.
0: So that's our 5 favorite underrated Sherman Brothers songs. What do you have? What do we miss? What is your favorite? Let us know on a future show we'll share it because we all love the Sherman
1: Brothers. Exactly. And sorry, I meant to put some stuff out on social media to get that in advance and just some other things happened this week that distracted me from being able to do much on social media. That's okay. It's
0: been a good week of just listening to Sherman Brothers music. That is true. <laughs> So many great Sherman Brothers songs and it can't be understated how important they are. You heard it, films, television shows, the park attractions Mm -hmm. and just themes for the general parks. The Sherman Brothers are so important to the Disney history and just thank goodness they were around to create so many great memories for us. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it really was um, so fun listening to their songs and, you know, getting prepared this mm-hmm. week for the episode. But I mean, we could have gone on and on and on, really. Uh, yep, for sure. No trying question. to cut it down to five. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of
0: going on and on and on, before we get to our Disney stories of the week, we got to talk about our great friend Nate with Main Street and more travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that
1: you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan customize a trip that is going to be the best for you. Answer your questions. It's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything.
0: High end. It is high end stuff that he will help you out with. Answer all your questions. He is there for you to make sure your trip, wherever it may be, be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your What you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for
1: you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to dischipsandmore.com, fill out the form
1: there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel.
0: All right, let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week. I'm going to start with we learned all the exciting destinations Disney Cruise Line will be visiting in early 2025. Yeah. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said Disney Cruise Line offers something enchanting for everyone. And in early 2025, you'll be able to travel on a brand new ship and choose from more Disney Cruise destinations whether you're looking for a seven night voyage or a shorter trip at sea, these newly released 2025 Disney Cruise itineraries provide an ocean of fun and adventures aboard a magical fleet. So here's the rundown of what we're looking at in early 2025 in case you have any interest in doing a cruise aboard the Disney Cruise Line, and why wouldn't you? Because they're fantastic. Uh, They said, be one of the first to set sail on the newest ship in the Disney Cruise Line fleet, the Disney Treasure, following its maiden voyage on December 21st of 2024. The Disney Treasure will embark on its inaugural season of seven-night Disney Cruise Line destinations to eastern and western Caribbean. These Disney Cruise voyages depart from Florida's Port Canaveral, And with at least two days at sea, you'll have plenty of time to enjoy the unique spaces, immersive dining, and world-class entertainment aboard this sparkling new ship, including this week. We got to see that Haunted Mansion parlor that they're going to have on there. Like, oh my goodness. (laughs) I need to book that right now. Right,
1: right. No, it is incredible. And you can book now for some of the um, treasure. The early cruises. The early cruises. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I know that it's so cool that in that ship, the theming is going to include some areas that are are themed towards attractions we've seen in the parks. I know a few weeks ago, we talked about the the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea uh, bar that's going to be there. And the Jungle Cruise Cruise theme bar. And now the one with the Haunted Mansion looks incredible and can't wait to... Be able to experience. Uh, is that is going to be a popular destination. Yes. I wonder how
0: it, they're going to keep that uh, at a limit
1: uh, to getting into that
0: uh, because that is going to be a lounge that everybody's going to want to Right, hit right. Sure yes,
1: point. I know they had issues on the wish at first with the Star Wars themed one. Of course, haunted mansion just I think is includes a, a broader perspective of people who love right. that attraction. So right. yes, yeah, I it think looks it's...
0: incredible in the video in the. Photos we've seen of what they expect it to be, and you know, right. obviously, concept, but. Um, it's, Such an immersive it's looking experience. Yeah. Huh? Uh, very excited for that, for sure. Yes. Uh, they say that the Eastern Caribbean sailings will whisk your family away to the beautiful island of Tortola in the British Virgin Islands. Disney's private castaway key and either San Juan, Puerto Rico, which we may have a little interest in, mm-hmm. Nate, if you hear us, we'll be talking, <laughs> or Saint Thomas, uh, Western Caribbean sailings promise to transport you to destinations such as Falmouth, in Jamaica, Grand Cayman, and Cozumel, Mexico, the usual destinations for the Western, which we've hit many, many yeah, times. Yes, <laughs> which yes, exactly, we love, for right. Sure. Uh, you can also choose an assortment of three to five night early 2025 Disney cruise voyages aboard the Disney Fantasy, the Disney Wish, the Disney Dream, and the Disney Magic. Uh, through these Disney cruise itineraries, the Disney Fantasy and Disney Wish will sail from Port Canaveral, Florida, while the Disney Dream and Disney Magic will set sail out of Uh, Fort Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which I believe is Port Everglades. Mm -hmm. Uh, To sprinkle even more magic onto your Disney cruise experience, each ship will offer at least one special itinerary opportunity to sail to both of Disney's own Bahamian island destinations. The stunning Disney Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. That's the new one that's opening up soon. And the captivating Disney Castaway of Key, of course, the old classic that everybody loves.
1: Yes, I know. That is exciting to think that on the same Cruise, you could actually see both of those ports. Yeah, that's that's speaking to me right there. Yeah,
0: I'm all about that for sure. Uh, if beautiful vistas in the Pacific are calling you, catch the Disney Wonder in 2025 as it concludes its second season in Australia and New Zealand with a special 15 night South Pacific Disney cruise itinerary from Sydney, Australia, to Honolulu, Hawaii. That'd nice. be amazing, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Disney wonder returns to North America in early 2025 with two incredible sailing options in late February, a nine night Hawaiian Island cruise sails from Honolulu to Vancouver, Canada. And in early March, a five night Disney cruise voyage travels from Vancouver to San Diego, California. Alternatively, if you embark on a 2025 Disney cruise from San Diego aboard the Disney wonder, your voyage will be a three to seven night adventure to the Mexican Riviera or the Baja Peninsula. I'll- Locations we have visited mm-hmm. oftentimes right. and love very much. Yep. Uh, the Disney Magic offers several early 2025 Disney cruise departures embarking from Texas. From January to March 2025, the Disney Magic will sail from Galveston, Texas, to Progreso and Cozumel in Mexico and Grand Cayman. And starting in April, the Disney Wonder will once again set sail on a special seven-night Disney cruise itinerary from the Lone Star State to San Juan, Puerto Rico. The ship drops anchor at both of Disney's private island destinations before returning to Florida for a series of three to four night trips from Fort Lauderdale. Following these voyages, several four and five night sailings take place from Port Canaveral, Florida to Nassau, Bahamas. And these Disney cruise line destinations also include both of Disney's island getaways in the Bahamas. Very cool. Now this was interesting. And when I was looking at this, obviously Disney wonder coming from Australia Honolulu, Vancouver, San Diego, down to Mexico and back. And then coming into Texas, obviously at some point it's going through the Panama Canal, yet there's nowhere on the itineraries that I can see right now that they have a Panama Canal cruise cruise. Itinerary. So I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if they're doing dry dock or if there's something in the works for a member cruise or something. But it's interesting that they're obviously that. I don't know what else they're doing. They have to be going through the Panama Canal at some point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To get back over. Right. Of itineraries
1: yet. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see.
0: Anyway, your chance to book these cruises is coming up very quickly. Especially if you're a Pearl Castaway Club member. That's coming. Tomorrow as we're recording this, Monday, October 30th, uh, for Platinum Castaway Club and, of course, all those many, many, many Golden Oak members who listen to this show. (laughs) Uh, Tuesday, Halloween, October 31st will be your chance to book these sailings. For Gold Castaway Club members, it'll be Wednesday, November 1st. Silver Castaway Club members, Disney Vacation Club members, and Adventures by Disney Insiders will have their chance on Thursday, November 2nd. And the general public will be available on Monday, November 6th. Now, all these start at, they say, 8 a.m. Eastern time when you have your chance to start booking these cruises mm-hmm. on the day that's available to you. Right. And you can do them online or over the phone or, of course, through your travel agent, through right. your certified Disney vacation planner like Nate. Yeah. Uh, to get these time. And there are, we are thinking about, we have a back to back scheduled for September of 2024. We were very excited about. But now we're thinking about possibly trying to do something that maybe not sort of a back to back, but not really, which would include the Disney treasure. Right. We're considering that. Nate, we may be calling you this week <laughs> just sure. so you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get, get ready to. To help us out with this bookings. <laughs> yes, we may be shifting that uh,
0: sailings to something different. We will have to see how that goes. But
1: excited for all those itineraries uh, oh, yeah. that are coming yeah, up for sure. They, they're very exciting itineraries. And love how the some of the new uh, destinations, especially like you mentioned, with going to, in, in one sailing, getting to go to both of the Disney cruise line ports mm-hmm. um, or islands is awesome. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah. I'm
0: totally going to book one of those one of these days because uh, I'm all about... The private right. Disney destinations, for sure. For sure. Meanwhile, over at Disneyland, a classic walkthrough attraction is getting set to reopen. This from the Disney Parks blog again. They said, calling all explorers. We know you've been eagerly awaiting To once again climb into the treetops high above Adventureland in Disneyland Park. So we're excited to share that Adventureland Treehouse inspired by Walt Disney's Swiss Family Robinson will reopen on November 10th of
1: 2023. That's so cool. It's really, really cool. And the fact that they're keeping the theming to the traditional, the OG, is awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. so it's just a couple weeks away. That's cool. And yes. it'll be open for when we get out there. So we'll be able to check out what they've done to change and reimagine right. this classic, classic Disney attraction. As previously announced, Adventureland Treehouse will pay tribute to the original treehouse, Walt Disney and his Imagineers, built in 1962 in honor of the movie Swiss Family Robinson. With the new Adventureland Treehouse, Disney is excited to introduce a fresh story for the next generation of park to experience and enjoy. Among the tree's massive boughs... You'll find the mother's music den, the son's nature room, and the daughter's astronomer's loft. Firm on the ground will be a kitchen and dining room, plus the father's art studio that will display hand-drawn sketches and paintings of each room. As the story goes, the family fashioned an oasis among the trees inspired by nature and using objects found around them. Here, they can collaborate together while also pursuing their own individual skills, talents, passions, and interests. Proud of what they've accomplished and eager to share their way of life with visitors from around the world, the family has rolled out the metaphorical welcome mat, <laughs> inviting guests to climb up the stone stairway and explore their treetop abode.
1: Yeah. Again, very cool. Love that it's going to be a fresh take, but on something that you know has a lot of nostalgia to it. Yeah.
0: Uh, It's very cool. I'm glad that they're, you know, I mean, it's a classic attraction. Disneyland is the classic park. I'm glad they're kind of keeping it to that. I mean, yeah, this isn't everybody's cup of tea to go walk through and climb the stairs of the treehouse, but I'm excited for it. I think it's fun. I can't wait to see how they reimagined it. And like you said, sticking with what was the original... Thought process behind this in the Swiss Family Robinson, which I know you love dearly. I do, I do. Um, you know, I, I think it's exciting that they're that they're keeping it
1: and in that classic. Right. Form. I mean, a couple things. If you've never seen the film, it's it's not. Uh a great, world-renowned type film, but it's a fun little film to, to watch. Um, but if you do that first and get an, a perspective of what they created there and then go through this walkthrough, I'm sure you'll get even more out of it. But it is amazing, the detail. I mean, even when they had, you know, before they've they've reimagined it now, it was still kind of a cool walkthrough right. and things to see, and it was just fun and quirky. Plus
0: you get some great views uh, of adventure land and uh, from up there. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's all around, you know, interesting. And it's a good way if like all the attractions are, mm-hmm. are, you know, the queues are very long or whatever, you're just looking for something different to do. This is kind of a fun, different thing right. to do. I mean, will the kids love it? Probably not. It's probably not going to be their thing, but you know, it's, it's an interesting thing to explore at some point.
1: Although for some kids, it's, you know, it's, it's a way to get their energy out, you know, and they may want to be running around the park. But this is a way that going through stairs and everything, it kind of gets some of that energy out there. There you go.
2: <laughs>
0: and some of the adult's energy as well, for
1: sure. <laughs> uh, moving across the country to
0: the East Coast, some guest favorite ticketed events are set to return. This again from the Disney Parks blog. They said, calling all night owls. Disney After Hours events are returning to Walt Disney World Resort with plenty of late night delights starting January 10th at Disney's Hollywood Studios, January 11th at Magic Kingdom Park, and February 2nd at Epcot. The popular separately ticketed event means tons of Walt Disney World theme park fun where you'll get three extra hours after hours to ride your favorite attractions, see beloved characters, and refuel unlimited complimentary snacks.
1: Yeah, these things, what was interesting too is that you actually get to go into the park earlier. So you're not just going for the three hours after. You're, you're getting to go into the park generally around, I think, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, for most of the, the parks that they're doing this in. And so you do get to have some additional time in the park and not feel like, oh, I got to rush through because I only have three hours. But then when that event, the ticketed event is going on, I love too that they're having carts that will give complimentary snacks and bottled beverages. I think that is, and it's unlimited, so you can just keep going back and getting more. I mean, we've done some nighttime events and had our fill of Mickey bars and yeah, things like that. Yeah, um, uh, Magic,
0: which also they announced their schedule for that coming right. back this year for all uh,
1: DBC members.
0: It's kind of similar to that, only We get that compliment, well, complimentary with all the money we paid for BBC, (laughs) but um, we get that included with that. But this is kind of that thing. Um, Essentially what this is, is it's a, it's a not themed ticket in nighttime. Like you think of not so scary or very Merry Christmas party or whatever. Um, It's that without the theming of those, Um, but you do get the, you know, lesser attraction, For People at the attractions, you do get the complimentary snacks, uh, some other special photo opportunities as well. Um, As far as we know, they're still continuing on for those that are in the deluxe and the deluxe villas where they will have the extended hours at night for those, which is complimentary, again, after you're paying a lot of money for those deluxe and (laughs) deluxe villas, um, but you still have that opportunity. But if you're not staying at one of those, this might be a way to kind of get those extra attractions in uh, for those of you staying at the value resorts or possibly even staying off property.
1: Right. The other um, pretty cool thing about this, if you're going to the ticket event at the Magic Kingdom is exclusive to these uh, ticketed event is that they're going to show enchantment. Yeah, so the fireworks fireworks
0: show that they had on during the 50th anniversary. Some are like, yay, some are like, not so much. (laughs) But, you know, will you be a chance to see it again? They'll still have Happily Ever After playing um, for the regular times. So don't worry, that's not going away. It's just like an extra show uh, for
1: those that are doing this after hours event at Magic Kingdom. Right. So considering the fact that you can get into the park earlier, you could conceivably watch both both of those fireworks shows at the Magic Kingdom. Right. So book guests of
0: Walt Disney World Resort Hotels, Walt Disney's World Swan and Dolphin Hotels, and Shades of Green can purchase tickets starting on November 7th of 2023 by calling uh, 407-W-DISNEY, or you can also purchase online as of November 14th. So know that going in if you're thinking about doing that. Yes, for everybody. Uh, Disney After Hours ticket prices. Now it's not cheap. Okay, know that going in. Uh, Range from $155 to $175 plus tax for Magic Kingdom Park and Disney's Hollywood Studios. And Epcot is $149 to $159 plus tax. There are specially priced tickets available for annual pass holders and D- Disney Vacation Club members. Right. So uh, if you're thinking about that, know that going in, it's a lot of money. But it may be if this is your one chance to get out there and you're looking to a way to get on a lot of these um. Wonderful, you know, t- attractions that are tough to get on. It may be worth it to you. Right. Again, value is what it is to you. What exactly. is it, What is good for your trip? Right. You may want to take advantage of it, but it, again, yeah, it's cool. I'm yeah. glad they at least they the option is there for people to try.
1: Right. Right. No, I, I I'm excited that they're bringing this back. For sure.
0: So that's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, fantastic, all things great. You just heard it. She has the best (laughs) list. You also heard she does the best research. One thing is definitely for certain, she
1: always has the very best tips. Hmm. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, sweetie. So my tip has to do, if if you're like us and you have a trip planned to Walt Disney World, You get excited and you want to, uh, as soon as possible, get to know all the details, like what are the park hours going to be. And and Disney now is posting, usually about 60 days out, what the official park hours are going to be. But let's say your trip is a little bit beyond that. Well, here's a little thing that you can do is if you go to their site and you pick park hours and select the date and you'll see the last one, that they list is about 60 days out. Click on that and then click on the five-day view. It goes out a little beyond that. So you get to have a little bit of extra information than what they were showing if you just picked the single-day view. Now at Disneyland, they generally, and I checked it again today, um, give you one extra day when you do the five-day view. You won't get to see five more days, but Disney World you usually do. Uh, But again, it's just that, you know, a little trick to be able to find out some details ahead of time.
0: Well, that's very good. Very important. And yeah, you want to know as much information, we always say it, as much information as you can get going in so you can have the best plan going into your vacation. You spend a lot of money, you're planning it for a long time, go ahead and get all the information right. you can so you can have the best trip possible for sure. So. That's it. Michelle's tip, always the best tip.
2: (laughs) What
1: about you, sweetie?
0: My tip for this week is the same one I will tell you every single time these new itineraries come out and the dates come up of when you can book them. Book them if you're even considering possibly going on one of these sailings. Book them as early as you possibly can, because of the fact one, you will have the best selection of possible cabins for that. Right. Also. Almost always the best price is at that earliest possible booking time. They tend to go up as you go on. And if they don't, if they for some reason happen to drop later, you can always rebook Mm -hmm. at that later price up until the time when you make your final payment. Also, all you need to do is put down the deposit on there Even if your plans change, if you want to change the cruise, if you want to cancel the cruise completely, up until that final payment date, you can still do it. So it's advantageous of you to book that cruise at the earliest possible moment that you
1: can. Yeah, that's a really good point because it's going to be your opportunity to really get the best Mm -hmm. options. And like you said, uh, best cabins, Mm -hmm. best price, et cetera. Yeah, great tip.
0: We always will say, it's really great to have a certified Disney vacation planner involved with this because they will help you out in so many ways right. in getting these things booked and making sure that everything is great, now, especially with the cruises. But anything with Disney, um, we highly recommend it. But either way, whether you book it over the phone, whether you book it online, um, the earliest possible date was, is, is definitely the best right. time to book for you. So that's it for this week's show. Next week, well, we're heading to the Walt Disney World Resort on Friday to run in the Wine and Dine 5K. Mm -hmm. So we'll tell you about that, what our experience was for that. And we're not going for a long period of time, but we are going to be visiting the park. So we'll tell you a little bit about that as well. Yeah, yeah. Trip recap. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun next week. As for this week's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, Hyperion Advent- <laughs> 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 Podcast.com. It's been a long show. <laughs> also, we're on social media. We're on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please head us up at our Gmail
1: account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. And we would so appreciate it if you tell a friend or a family member about our podcast. For sure. And we appreciate
0: that you listen to this podcast, whether it's just this week, whether it's all the episodes, whatever it may be. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.
2: Bye.